Hello and welcome to the What Hi-Fi podcast. This is the oral companion to a magazine and a website that's been bringing you the best in consumer electronics buying advice for the last four decades and more. My name's Simon Lucas and I'm the editor of whatHiFi.com and I'm joined around this too small desk, which hasn't gotten any bigger no matter how I complain about it, by our news editor Becky Roberts. Hello. By staff writer and podcast producer Adam Smith. Hello. And by brand development editor, no less, Joe Cox. Hello. And this time out, we're going to be talking about a brand new Sonos soundbar, an absolute stack of products from Denon, Marantz and other Sound United brands, and all the many ways you can involve technology in the World Cup. I thought we would start with you, Joe. Good idea. Uh, for the listener, I will say that Joe has undertaken uh, the most arduous journey. Mm. In the time it takes to fly to the west coast of America and back, he has flown to the west coast of America and back, and while he was there, he caught up with Sonos so they could tell him all about a brand new product. So why don't you tell us all about it now? Yes, I, I can imagine the readers are going to be really feeling for me there, having to fly to San Francisco. But yes, I did have to go a long way just to see a product launch, Hard Life. Um, and I saw the new Sonos Beam. Um, so yes, Sonos have a new addition to their product range. So it is, I guess, I mean, they're billing it as a smart speaker, which is interesting in itself, but it is essentially an addition to the kind of play bar, play base okay. school of... So is this sort of sound bar proportions or yeah. more sound base? It's a speaker to go under your TV, absolutely. So it is a sound bar. Um, and essentially, it's a smaller version of the play bar. I mean, they wouldn't say that, but it's a smaller, more affordable version of a TV speaker. Okay. Um, Does the play bar exist still? Yeah, yeah. So there's still play bar, there's still play bass, which are both, what, 900 quid? Something like that. So what differentiates um, this new Sonos Beam from the play bar? Uh, it's smaller and cheaper. Smaller and cheaper. I mean, they really are the main things, I think, that well, most... Well, they two big plus points. Most right? punters are going to see that. And well, and the voice assistant, I suppose. Yeah, oh, I'll get to the new features. Don't <laughs> you worry. I mean, I think the main thing really is the size and the price. You mm -hmm. know, it's a more affordable entry if you want to get into Sonos and you want something to go under your telly. You know, this is half the price of what they are offering before. But yes, it does have some new features as well. It has an HDMI input. <laughs> Do you know... Did they, was there any mention of why it might have taken them so long to catch up with the idea of HDMIs on something like a sound bar? Yeah. Because they're not uncommon, right? No, but I mean, everyone has kind of gone down that route. Um, you know, they've stuck with optical, saying all TVs support optical. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess this is going back five years when the kind of play bar and play base came out. And there was a school of thought that they may not need to go into the HDMI, they may not need to offer that. Um, so it was the same thing when they launched Playbase around uh, about this time last year. They still only had optical on that and just said HDMI wasn't seen as necessary. All TVs have optical out. No need. Uh, obviously, they've changed their mind rapidly. Yeah. There is now need. Um, and I think HDMI makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. Sure. Well, I think the only thing that would have made them change their mind, I suppose, is consumer grumbles. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I suppose with the voice assistance that's being like added into the um, added into the beam, like you need the HDMI in order to send commands to the television. Is that right? Because it's using the ARP connection. Exactly. I think. Yes. So, like, if you ask Alexa to well, like. 
turn on your telly, it needs a way. It can't do that through an optical connection. It well, we may we may back. need to row back just a little there. I mean, this, it's a very short term spoiler, but that is a spoiler, I think, because there's some voice control on this. Yes, like exactly. So, like the Sonos one, you have got voice on a Sonos speaker again, and here it's going to be Alexa, and it is also going to be at launch Siri. So they're going to have um, AirPlay two at launch, which okay. is new for Sonos, but it's going to be ready in time for this product coming out. Um, and that is going to bring with it some basic Siri interaction. So they were also quite excited, not just at the fact they've got Alexa and Siri, but the fact they've got both on one product, you know, and they can talk to each other, which is a first. Yeah, so they're kind of the new features, HMI, AirPlay 2, Alexa and Siri, voice assistant. It's smaller, it's cheaper. It sounded pretty good from a very brief demo. Mm -hmm. I mean, at these events, you kind of go into a prefabricated rubbishy room, listen to it quickly with a few films, a few um, sure. pieces of music and try and make no, and, and half a judgment. In this yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it sounded decent. Um, did they say anything about Atmos? Because assuming it doesn't have it for the price and size, but did they say anything for yeah. it going forward? This product hasn't got Atmos yeah. um, and it's not going to get it. The main feeling from Giles Martin, who is there, he has a very um, exotic sounding job title, but essentially he's concerned with how products sound and this is for, for listeners of a certain age. This is Giles, son of George Martin, exactly, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So his credentials are there from the get-go. Yeah. So he and along along with a load of other uh, music producers and film producers work on the sound of Sonos products and the feature list. And we spoke to him about well everything to do with the Beam, but also Atmos. And the short answer is he he doesn't really think Atmos is worth it on a product that size. Yeah, you know, it's small, it's affordable. Atmos is built for cinemas or for proper cinema systems, which I think most people get and would agree with. And they're just being very upfront about that. You know, he says he knows why Atmos on the box would be good. And he knows some people would want to see that. Um, but he doesn't think it would be... Um, a good example of what Atmos is. Well, that's understandable, isn't it? I mean, we've had a few um, Atmos-enabled soundbars through here, right? Uh, and they've all been considerably more than £400. Mm. And I think it's safe to say that the only one we've actually thought was any good when it came to Dolby Atmos was the, the, the Sony, which yeah. is like £1,500. Exactly. It's a, it's a fair bit bigger. And, yeah, it's 1500 quid. Mm. This is 400 quid smaller and he just doesn't think Atmos is justified on a product like it's that. It's not going to be well, a deal breaker, a is it? Point, yeah, honest. exactly. Um, and the other one is DTS. So Sonos yeah, has never, never had DTS. Had no. And again, it's not there. Um, and with that, they just point to consumer demand. Right. And I think there's just... Yeah, and they just think, you know, streaming's kind of the way it's going in terms of TV and video and film. And most of those services support Dolby. And they think that's enough. They don't. They see. They know some people always ask about DTS, but they don't see a huge clamour for it, for them to to engineer it on essentially and pay for it. Well, there is an element, isn't there, with this? Uh, I mean, they're so long established now, Sonos, and they kind of broke some new ground themselves and and, and have had ownership of it ever since. Um, that I kind of get the impression that this is a product for Sonos customers. Do you know what I mean? People who are already in that ecosystem. Do you think this is, um, it's difficult to say I know without having heard it properly, but is this the sort of product that will bring people to Sonos or is this a product for people who are banging to Sonos already? I think 
I mean, the, the thing about multi-room systems like Sonos is obviously once you're in in with anyone, the temptation is to buy more of that product. That's the whole point. So if you buy any Sonos speaker, the likelihood is you're interested in their new products, not so much Blue Sound or Denon or whatever, because you're in that ecosystem. So I think if you're a Sonos user, you'll be interested in this product because it's another you know, it is a sort of new product category for them in that it's much more affordable than mm. anything else they've had to go under your TV. But I think it's more aimed at new customers because it is that much cheaper. And for soundbars, to spend 800 quid, you know, that's a lot of money. That's yeah. There's some action in that market. We cover products at that price. But most of the action is a lot, lot, lot cheaper than that. Mm. So for them to get somewhere near that kind of mass market price point, with all the Sonos features at a more compact size that anyone can fit into their room. I think that makes a lot of sense to a lot of new customers. I suppose TV sound improvement is one of the most like noticeable differences you can get. I mean, like, oh, yeah, down, yeah. is the thing that people really need the most because TVs have tiny little speakers. If you can get a cheap sound bar, even a 65 quid or something like that, we've got a JVC that's our favourite. Um, but yeah, small things can make a big difference especially from a new consumer's perspective yeah and the play base and play bar aren't small so you need a decent sized room sure. and or tv to get the most out of it really mm-hmm. whereas this how big is this thing uh that's a great question uh, hard to illustrate on a podcast i believe it is 60 percent. they had a good stat i think it's 60 percent smaller by volume than the play bar but not quiet um well, it is quieter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ask, ask them how it sounds, talking of sound. And um, I spoke to one of the sound the engineers who worked on the building of the product and how it sounds. And he said the main one of the main things with the play bar is just that it doesn't go as loud mm-hmm. and it won't go as wide and it won't go as deep. And that's kind of the obvious things we would guess from a product that sure. is smaller. Um, I still haven't really answered how big it is. <laughs> just the just hold your hands up yeah. before me. I wish I had written down the actual length. Yeah. That's okay. But, well, sorry we'll be, for asking the when, question. I mean, I believe our review sample is arriving any day. Yes. And now there will be no one will be publishing a review of this uh, before this podcast comes out. So I think it's safe to say that you can expect our review on June the 27th. I don't think we'll be alone in that. No. Um, don't forget to check out on whatHiFi.com our uh, comparison of Dolby Atmos and DTS, neither of which appear on this Sonos beam. But we also have a hands-on of the Sonos beam, which Joe wrote when he had his hands on it. So you can find that at whatHiFi.com, and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Now, Joe's not been the only person who's had to leave uh, the confines of the WhatHiFi testing rooms to get the uh, the skinny on some new products. Becky Roberts has been out with Denon and Marantz listening to all of their plans for 2018. Haven't you, Becky? I have indeed. And a few years ago, we did call it the annual Denon and Marantz trip. But of course, they were bought by Sound United, weren't they, a couple of years ago? So it wasn't just Denon and Marantz products we were um, getting to see. It was their whole portfolio, which includes Polk Audio, Class A Audio, which is a Canadian company. Of course it does. That's, this is how much I live there in the past, know. yeah, that I just keep calling it Denon and Marantz. Heos by Denon and, of course, Denon and Marantz, who, as I said, they bought last year. So there was a number of products. Almost a I don't know load. where to start. A shed load of products. That so I lot. went three hours door-to-door and saw about 20 products, Joe, and you went 12 hours and saw one. I mean, come who's on. Who's using their time more wisely? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's Who, not me. Who's making bigger expenses claims? That's what yeah. I well, probably Joe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there long enough to spend any money. 
But but one you know there there were a lot of products and I'll try and do a brief overview of all of them from you know Danamarantz's AV amps to another smart speaker um, to various uh, hi-fi components. But one that was actually quite special was the KI Ruby, the Marantz KI Ruby range. And this is to celebrate 40 years of Ken Ishiwata. 40 glorious years. Of and I'm glad I said that right. Ken Ishiwata. I mean, he, he is older than 40. He is. He's a 40th 40 anniversary of, yes. of working with Marantz. So basically, he's been involved with sound tuning a lot of their products. And he's there's been a lot of products dedicated to his anniversaries along the way. Well, so yeah, the, the KI range has been around for a while, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the last one but these was... these are special The KIs. last one was the KI Pearl Light, which celebrated his 30th anniversary, and which, as we were talking about before, I have at home. Um, and But this year uh, was the KI Ruby range, and it has a lovely little ruby... This is a range of two, right? This is an SACD player and an integrated amplifier, is that right? Yep, and they're both about £3,500. Because there aren't that many personalities in hi-fi or consumer electronics, but Ken's name is one that is recognised. Well, apart from us, of course. I mean, we're well, great personalities. Personality is a stretch. We don't put our signatures on products, though, as much as we probably... Well, I do. I sign every product I review. <laughs> send it back, so then it... Oh. Well, no, I mean, we're utterly anonymous. <laughs> we are what I buy. We are um, Borg. But, but no, absolutely. And, you know, he is, he's, there's not many engineers that, as you say, have got such a rep, uh, reputation. Um, not many brands have a brand ambassador, certainly not one that's been around for 40 years. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, he's well in his right to have these limited edition products. And I say limited edition because they really are limited edition. They're only making 500 um, well, of, 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 of each. Of each. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, because there's, there's two models and they can, you, you know, a lot of people want to buy these together, but they're selling the first 200 where you can have the matching model numbers. Serial numbers. Serial numbers. Matching serial numbers um, for both the SACD player and the amplifier. Um, and then after that, just get what you're given. What number would you go for? Oh, come on. I don't know. Serial number. <laughs> number like, no, zero, yeah, zero, zero, one. One three five. I don't think that would be in the first two hundred or five hundred for that matter. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. I would try and get two. I would try and get two hundred and one on oh. both. Oh, nice. There you go. Outside the box. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But anyway, that was only <laughs> that was only two products <laughs> in a that. lot that Morantz had. They also had um, the AV amplifiers, and the sort of big news that they were pushing, and we've already mentioned it once in this podcast, was that Denon and Morantz's AV amplifiers, um, when they're available in sort of June, July, August, um, they'll be the first AV amps to have AirPlay 2. So that means they'll have multi-room. That's the biggest. That is a coup, right? I mean, AV amps more than anything, I think we can all agree, are are the there's so much box ticking that has to be done with an AV amplifier. It has to have all of the features. It has to have uh, all of the algorithms. It has to have uh, everything that's cutting edge. So if Denon, who are already... Uh, established frontrunners at this sort of thing have managed to score airplay two ahead of anyone else then that that must put them in the box seat in the showroom at least yeah absolutely and you said about you know av amps having everything we just recently learned with yamaha's range they've got everything from phono inputs to their music cast network streaming and it's kind of the same thing here across the morantz and denon av amps they'll all have phono inputs um, they've also got the heos streaming of course which is a wireless multi-room um, network system, so it's obviously easy access to like Spotify, Amazon, TuneIn Radio. We've got a review of that online. It's it's pretty good. We're all relatively positive about Heos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, this 
these ranges start from as little as two hundred and twenty nine pounds, you know, mm. and they don't have all the flashy features or Atmos, but you know they have Bluetooth and anyone that just wants a you know cheap way to get in that's got space maybe to choose one over a soundbar um, and just wants a big sound to drive some you know five point one speaker system yeah and, and voice much as offer. well right voice control yeah on so some they, of the models. Yeah, on some of the models we'll have um, so as well, but that'll be brought through the Heos. Um, so again, everything just seems to have. Yeah, so you'll have to go and like get a Heos skill off like the Alexa store, but the actual what it'll actually be able to do is still sort of up to debate because it's not like out yet. So we're playing it relatively by ear at this point, but any voice control is better than no voice control. So it's nice to see them sort of take big, wide strides into the future. Yeah, true enough. Yeah. And did you manage to secure any dates for these? When can we expect these to arrive in the testing room? Over the summer. Okay. I mean, Airplay 2 is coming in August. Um, so, I mean, there were so many models, and I wouldn't even want to even begin at a guess at even one. Um, but some are available in June, some are available in July, some in August. I think okay. September was the last um, was the latest date. Well, well, let's hope it is September because you're getting very much towards the cut-off point for the Watt Hi-Fi Awards at this point. And if there's one thing that uh, Denon really ought to be concentrating on, it's getting us a product in time for that, I would have said. Mm, which they did last year. They did. And uh, and a lovely time they had at the Watt Hi-Fi Awards where AV amplifiers are concerned. And they could have turntables at the Watt Hi-Fi yeah, Awards. If that, I yeah, so, that. you know, we're obviously used to every year, you know, Denon perhaps... <laughs> Have um, you know they they release an amplifier range every year, but they haven't put out a turntable in over ten years, I think. Mm. So now they've got two London buses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think they're pretty similar tech-wise. I think <laughs> to London, um, to London buses. buses. Yeah. No, not to London buses. Yeah, you to press each a bell other. and you can stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, one <laughs> one's you know a straight up turntable. They're both around five hundred pounds. Uh, there are some discrepancies. Can't think what they are. Um, but okay. one of them so is sim- not a really high end one and a cheap no, one. No, no, right. I think it's maybe four hundred and five hundred, maybe four fifty, five fifty. Um, but what separates them mostly, what justifies extra cost? The higher one is um, digital, so it's got the USB port for ripping uh, vinyl right. into digital, which is something obviously we've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had we've had a digital turntable win an awards for the last couple of years, I think. But do you know what the best thing was? About this turntable. What was the best thing about this turntable, Becky? <laughs> Tell us. It was the Tell fact us now. that the, the dust cover is a funny shape. I know it. Who trust was expecting me. that? Were you expecting trust that? Me. Uh, no, I wouldn't it's have a funny shape. It's sort of. It's in the shape of it, a humorous it's, vegetable. It's flat, and then it has like a a rounded bump at the end. So you can, when you stand it up, when you're playing your vinyl, you can stand it up and you can lean the vinyl co- album cover against it. Wow. 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 I mean, that's quite unique. Maybe a little bit gimmicky, but but you know, quite cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Be, I'd be very interested to see what the technical editor says about the effect that has <laughs> on the performance. It's curious, isn't it? That did you say these are their first turntables in ten years? Yeah, so. If you, if only they just carried on producing those, they could have. They could have caught the vinyl revival. It must be getting on for ten years old now. They could have. Well, I was going to ask why now, because. Uh, I mean, the vinyl re- the vinyl revival is yeah. kind of still ongoing, but it feels like it's maybe peaked. Well, I think I mean it's, it feels like that to me, and I think it feels like that within the industry. I mean, I think vinyl has almost sort of established itself now alongside the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, and it's reached this level now where people are interested in it and it can sustain itself, but 
And to talk about the revival is is, is kind of to underplay it, isn't it? Because this has been going on for years. Yeah. But uh, I just think if they just persevered for the last ten years, they'd have they'd, they'd have done they'd all have right. Properly ridden the wave. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure they'd really appreciate that if you told them right now. Well, I'm sure they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of Danon, you know, there was a big emphasis um, that they were really focusing on their core, which is like you know the hi-fi components, the AV amps. But at the same time, I think they you know they realised that. You know, more lifestyle products, you know, those sort of lower end, you know, headphones, turntables, mm-hmm. um, all in one systems, you know, the microsystems done so well for them. And they've got a cheaper one. So th- that, that one that's um, won an award for us for years and yeah, years. 41, yes. Yeah, 41. Yeah, 41 DAB. Yeah. Um, this, they've also got a cheaper one, and that's not going to be DAB. That'll just be Bluetooth, FM, audio. FM, audio? FM radio. Mm. Well, bless you for going all the way out of this septodial to come back with all of that information. Mm. That's excellent and fine work. I think we can all agree. Can I take a month off now? No, you can't. But you can come back after this. Welcome back. I think there's just about time before we say ta to discuss the small matter of the 2018 World Cup. Now, at the time we're recording this podcast, the World Cup is starting tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, it's either very much about to start, it has already started, or England may already be out. You know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. But either way, we have gone to certain lengths to make sure that you get the very most out of this festival of football um, with any number of features on maximising your TV performance, on maximising your uh, quality of sound, so on and so forth. What sort of stuff have we got, Adam? You're banging to the World Cup, right? I mean, I think... Apart from the top being England, I think we're all rooting for Iceland. They really came out of it nowhere. I think, you know, I don't know whether they've got a good chance, but they've certainly got the spirit behind it. And damn well, I think we should all, when England inevitably gets knocked out, I think we should all push for them, am I right? Let's speak someone who is not a football I fan. I think for the, for, the, for the benefit of the one listener who hasn't realised, Adam knows little about football and cares less. So, Although but, rooting for Iceland is fine. No, it's, it is not fine. Be alone. Iceland yeah. did very well. They were on the cover of at Time, the weren't they, yeah. for being the little... Yeah, at, yeah. The, at the kicky ball, yeah. They beat England last time out, but that's not that's no guarantee of anything, Ronaldo really. Cry. <sighs> fact, who hasn't, who hasn't made Ronaldo cry? I mean, it's obviously all incredibly excited for everybody else, other than Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, Joe, because it doesn't work on your TV. Well, that's what I was going to get to, yes. I mean, from an AV point of view, a tech point of view, the fact it's in 4K is great. Oh, so the BBC has finally pulled their finger out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had all the Blue Planet 2 trials. Um, we had a few iPlayer sort of blink-and-you-miss-it trials with Rugby League. Um, and the FA Cup semi-final final. Oh, yeah, no, it's the FA Cup final, wasn't it? Yeah. It's so the second half, though. Yeah. <laughs> a few little tests. And now we're going to get all of the BBC's World Cup games pretty much, I think. 29 of them. They're, they've got 29 on BBC One and four on BBC Two. So it's the 29 they've got on oh, BBC, BBC One, one right. that will be available in 4K if you're fast enough. Yes, so it's 4K iPlayer, but it's limited numbers. They're obviously worried about not being able to stream it to millions of people. So mm-hmm. they've said, yeah, it's going to be limited. First come, first served, literally. If you don't get on the stream, then you won't get it in 4K. And you have to have the right kit. So there's a list uh, on the BBC website, which mm-hmm. you can find via what, hi-fi.com, of course, um, which will tell you all the TVs that support it. I mean, most 2018 and 2017 4K TVs are on there, but there are definitely exceptions. It's definitely worth a check, and they've, you know, they've outrightly said that 
the list is going to change yeah. right up until... I think it changed about five minutes before we started recording this, nice. actually. I think one or two 2016 Sony TVs may have fallen off that list right. in the last, you know, almost... This is almost breaking news. And I can tell you, 2016 Samsung TVs aren't uh, are they I may have a vested interest in that. Is there a 2016 Samsung TV in your house? There is, and it won't be showing 4K iPlayer. Neither will Sky Q. And Sky did support the 4K iPlayer on-demand test, but for the live 4K iPlayer streams, it's not supported. I think Virgin is. Um, so you've got Virgin's 4K TV box, uh, but Sky's isn't. But yeah, there's a list, and if your TV's on it, you'll be able to watch the World Cup in 4K. Cool. So just to recap then, there's a, there's a very long list of people who can and can't watch the BBC's iPlayer 4K coverage of this. We have uh, features on how to set up your TV properly to enjoy the sport because football's a notoriously tricky test of a television's picture quality. Getting good sound from your TV so that all of these uh, shrieks of feigned injury really cut through into your front room. And there's also an excellent playlist I would urge everyone to have a listen to that was curated by Andrew Murphy of this parish. He selected 32 songs alternative national anthems he's calling them one for each of the teams that have qualified and it is a roller coaster that mm. playlist if you haven't heard it yet i would urge you to to, to have a listen and if you only right. hear five nigeria's got to be one of them yeah is mm. that what you think is yeah. that your personal favorite my personal favorite they've knocked it out of the park with the kit as uh, well the kit's I mean, stupendous are off to a fly, yes yeah. Yeah. and they've got yes. to they've got to play your team as well in the uh, in the groups of course they're playing iceland ah good i'm i'm, <laughs> it's news to I'm adam. it is news to adam <laughs> it's such news. a big iceland it's news that their kit is good. I mean, I'm glad we can all get behind people wearing particular clothes for kicking ball. Yes. Ch- hey, why? Why uniforms. is anyone watching I think this? you mean uniforms, don't you? I don't know. Make them do it in their vest and pants. That's what I had to do. That's what they should have to do. If you can't tell them the difference, know your team better. <laughs> And there is Adam of what I yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I think it's important to get all points of view, even if some of them yeah. are nonsensical. If you have a different one, tweet me at Adam ND Smith and I'll fight you. <laughs> oh, he probably means it. <laughs> he almost certainly means it. I think it's time to call a halt to this section. Excellent. All good. So we're nearly done. There is just time for me to pick a couple of below the line comments on our YouTube channel at random because this, let's face it, is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, We have one here uh, from the middle of an argument and an argument on the on the YouTube is always is always exciting. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. So let's see. You took a civil conversation and ruined it. I'm just going to quickly touch on most of your points points in inverted commas your speakers count as stuff you sound jealous that someone else could afford a better amp than you if you can't hear the difference between a six series and an eight series you're clearly hard of hearing now that degenerated quite quickly after that so we won't be dwelling on that oh, that makes me sad <laughs> what's wrong with him well I, or her. Or her. it's probably him isn't it yeah. and one more just quickly this is a very short one and succinct and to the point if that's you know if they're not the same thing Carbon Fibre Monocoque thought this was a hi-fi show, not a sex toy show. Someone's taken the trouble to write that, and (laughs) God bless them, I say, the more the merrier. But with that, I don't think we can possibly add anything to that, so I'm just going to say thanks very much, Joe, for joining us. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Becky. Thank you for listening. I've been Simon Lucas, and we will be back with you very soon.